I was settling for items. I was settling for relationships. I was on sale, and I didn't even realize it. That permeates throughout everything in your life. I was living a life on a clearance rack. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with HGTV's own Egypt Sherrod as she shares with us why she believes simplicity will truly help drive your success. This is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Are you enjoying this series? The Results Not Resolution series has been amazing. First kicking off with Brandy Harvey taking us through how to get results in that fit pillar. And then, man, Paul Brunson last week teaching us how to get results in the people pillar, just how to be better in relationships. And today, none other than my girl, Egypt Sherrod. Again, I think I keep saying this, but I mean it every time. Get ready to take some notes because Egypt was taking me to church all through that interview. And I knew it was going to be good because every time we tried to record, something happened. (laughs) Like, that's how you know it's going to be good. Like, there's something out there trying to block all of the blessings that are going to flow. I mean, every platform that I've used to record the podcast in the past literally failed. And Egypt was so patient. She just waited for me to get it together. But everything failed. And it was just weird because there were things that I used just the day before. But that's how I knew that if we pushed through, this would truly be a blessing. And it was for me. I've already listened to it a couple of times. I think it's going to be one of those episodes where you got to come back and listen. Yep, you got you to gotta come back and listen. So welcome. If you're new to Redefining Wealth, welcome. I pray that you really get a lot out of this episode and all of the episodes. You know, we are truly not your typical personal finance show. This is more than money. We really focus in on the original meaning of wealth, which is all about well-being. And so in this series that I kicked off just a couple weeks ago, I'm really bringing in people who can help drive home the point that your wealth, your well-being is tied into so much more than money and material possessions, your health and your wellness, the way you manage your relationships and have uncomfortable conversations, even with people you love, you know, uh, the way you set your space up to support you, which is what the space pillar is all about. And that's what Egypt's covering for me this week. And just truly, man, I feel like a broken record, but all I can think of is a blessing. Like I feel so much more enriched. And it's funny that, The quote that Egypt actually says here um, in this episode is about simplicity helping drive success because simplicity is the word that my husband and I chose for this year specifically, really making a choice to choose experiences over material possessions and getting rid of things that we just don't love. Like we want to be in love with everything that's around us, not just tolerating the things we allow in our space. And so, man, Egypt really helped me personally 
Um, but she really helped underscore that. And she's just a sweet, genuine, kind, magnetic person. Like, so magnetic. I just, I can't say enough about her, but this is a lengthy interview. So I want you to know, I went through a lot to get this interview for you. (laughs) So don't leave any crazy stuff about the audio. We did the absolute best we could to clean it up. It doesn't sound like what we normally do, but it sounds great enough for you to get all of these nuggets that are about to get dropped on you, okay? So without further ado, I'm going to introduce... My girl, she's my BFF in my head right now. She doesn't know it yet, but but she's definitely my BFF. I'm going to introduce my girl, Egypt Sherrod, and then you'll hear the greatness that went forth, okay? And I'll be back at the end. Egypt Sherrod has been named America's most beloved real estate agent. She's the host of HGTV's all-new Flipping Virgins and its top-rated show, Property Virgins, which ran for 16 seasons. She's hosted HGTV's 2016 White House Christmas special, the 2017 Rose Parade, that's in my backyard, as well as the 2017 HGTV Urban Oasis giveaway, which she's working on again for 2018. As an award-winning realtor and CEO of the Atlanta-based Egypt Sherrod Real Estate Group, she's made recurring appearances as the home buyer or seller's go-to girl on NBC's Today Show, CNBC, Fox, CNN, HLN, as well as being featured on Fast Company, Yahoo, Homes.com, Rolling Stone, Black Enterprise, and many, many more. Egypt's licensed in two states, and she's also the real estate columnist for Atlanta Magazine's Home. She's the author of NAACP Image Award-nominated Keep Calm, It's Just Real Estate, Your No-Stress Guide to Buying a Home. A powerhouse speaker and moderator, Egypt hosted the stage at Oprah's The Life You Want Tour and countless other business conferences. And I know you might be thinking her name sounds familiar, right? Well, she's a 20-year award-winning radio personality from the East Coast, and she was syndicated in more than 60 cities throughout the U.S., Egypt is also, if this wasn't enough, she's also the founder of the Egypt Cares Family Foundation. It's a 501c3 that provides free workshops on home ownership and its benefits, credit management and credit restoration classes, as well as wealth building and management classes to hundreds of families on an annual basis. And she's also a loving wife, mother, and a good girlfriend. Here's Egypt Sherrod. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth Podcast, Egypt. Oh, Patrice, thank you so much. This is a great show. It's a wonderful thing you're doing. So I'm just, I'm honored, girl. I'm, you lead no. the way. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you, don't, you don't understand how excited I am to have you on the show. First of all, I have to thank you because I know I got a chance to thank you via Instagram. But, and I don't even know if you remember, but this really meant a lot to me. When I was on tour with Real Money Answers for Every Woman, and it was my first time having a book in Barnes & Noble all over the country, you put a picture of the book at your local Barnes & Noble in Atlanta on your Instagram page. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I posted my book. <laughs> I feel so good because you know what? There's so much talk about women not supporting each other. and You're right especially as women of color and all this. And I see examples in my own life, Egypt, over and over again, where women have just really 
done amazing things for me. You know, like I feel the complete opposite of the stuff that I hear out there. I'm like, I have met amazing women who for no reason but to just show love and support would do things with your audience like that and post my book. Uh, well, well, number one, I see, I see your grind. I see how hard you're working. And every experience I've had with you has been a pleasant one. Sometimes hurt people hurt people. You've heard that before. Uh, yeah. People who have been mistreated by others, instead of choosing to be the opposite and leading with love, instead they choose to hurt other people. And that's just, to me, not the way it's perpetuating a cycle. So, yes, I have experienced amazing gifts giving, loving women uh, who have poured into me and continue to do so. And then I've experienced the latter as well. And I choose to (laughs) vibrate on a higher level. And when I see another sister who's a mother, who's a wife, who's a, you know, a business owner, and you're out there paving the way, who would I be to try to tear you down? Of course, I'm going to lift you up. I love that. I love that. I just love that whole spirit. And I've been following you for years, but really the other day, well, I shouldn't say the other day now. It's been a couple months, I think. But I saw this clip of you on the Sister Circle show on Instagram, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have got to get Egypt on redefining wealth because here, as you know, Egypt, it's all about, for me, chasing purpose, not money. And so even though I am a personal finance expert and I've written books on that and speak all over the world on personal finance for women and all that. The truth is, I really believe that wealth is about well-being. It's not Mm. just about money. It's not just about Mm -hmm. doing things so you can have material gains. And I was scrolling through Instagram, as I do, and stopped on one of your posts, and you shared this clip. And I had to write it down. So you know that means I did old school, like listen over and over again. (laughs) Like when you can stop the tape deck so that you can write the words down. That's how I was. I was like, oh, I love this, and I have to read it. You said, when I look back over my life, every mistake, every regret I've ever had, career-wise or otherwise, was because I chose the money over my heart and passion. And then you went on to say, your bank account may be full, but your spirit could be empty. Girl. Yep. This, this comes like, from, you know, my experience as a woman in business, as a woman in media. There were times in my life where I worked a job that robbed my life's energy. But I stayed because, you know, in society's eyes, oh, this is a prestigious job. Or, oh, how could you walk away from this? Oh, look at all this money they're offering you. Money will not feed your soul. And I stayed in a career for years, as many of us do, so that I could amass things and I could save money and I could, you know, but it wasn't me pursuing my heart's passion. Now, I don't regret it because I learned from it. But one day, my soul really did open up, and I recognized that not all money is good money. If the work doesn't align with your spirit animal, and if you're not passionate to do the assignment, then, you know, it kind of really does go back to when our grandmas and mamas used to say, do what you love, and the money will come. So I, I no longer subscribe to who is offering the highest amount. I ask myself every time an opportunity presents itself, is this true to my spirit? How will I feel working this job, doing this position, being a part of this campaign? And is it on brand with the message of my soul? Girl, you just said a mouthful, but I love that. Is it on brand with the message of my soul? Because there are a lot of opportunities that I've said no to. 
people would be surprised at how many things I've said no to because even in alignment with my brand, with my soul, but even who I am as a mom and a wife, like mm-hmm. I think about things, will my husband and my daughter be proud 10 years from now if someone pulls up a clip, you know, of me you know, doing something? Like, I really think so, and we have to ask ourselves those questions. Um, Patrice, I was offered, actually for two years in a row, I was offered to uh, be a part of a cast of a long-running reality show. Now, on the surface, it looks as if the other members of the reality show are cashing in. They're making a lot of money. They've got a lot of fame. They're getting a lot of opportunities. That's on the surface. Uh, so it can look good, you know, but that's the temporary. I'm a mother of a 5-year-old who's going to be 6, and my husband and I together have a 16-year-old, and I would be embarrassed with them watching me on the show because I know, I know just the content and, you know, what yeah. what they want for that product that it would require me to vibrate on a level that I'm just not on. Uh, it would take me, it would take me to the depths of hell, <laughs> you know, which we all have in us. And I just do not feel that I could be my best self uh, in an environment like that. And so, you know, sometimes when no one else understands and everybody else calls you crazy for saying no, you have to listen to your gut. You have to listen to your spirit. Yeah, that's so true. So when you were in that career, Egypt, where it was kind of robbing you, you know, of being your best self at that time, how did you find the strength to kind of take a step back and reassess or move on to the next thing? What I know about you and your show, Patrice, is you appreciate the raw honesty. So I'm, I'm going to be as honest as I possibly can. I worked for radio for 18 years, but I was also working in real estate, and I was also an investor. That was my plan B, if you will. Uh, but I enjoyed it so much. That was really my passion. But, but radio was paying the bills. It got to a point in that career where if you weren't talking about who was zooming who and if it wasn't the most salacious story that they didn't care. People didn't want to hear about it, and the radio stations weren't making you the premier talent. And so I got sucked into, I really got sucked into a culture that was toxic. It was toxic yeah. for me to to be a person who was doing the reporting. It was toxic for the people who listened because, you know, when you have the power of the mic and you're talking to millions on a daily, and, and what they're hearing is negative, they take that throughout their day because energy is transferable. Uh, but yeah. then it was also it was also toxic for the people that were being reported about. And, you know, I did it for years. And I, one day I looked at myself in the mirror, Patrice, and this is honest to God truth. And I could not recognize myself. I realized that I had departed from who I was raised to be, what was important to me and what I wanted my legacy to be. And despite how much money I was being paid, I couldn't do it anymore because I didn't like myself. And that's the truth. I had a blog at the time. I was on BET at the time, and I was on New York City morning radio. And I didn't like myself. I didn't like what I'd become, no matter the check. And it was time, honestly, to disappear for a little bit, to reconnect with my spirit, to figure out what I really wanted my next chapter to be. And that's what I did. And I have not departed from it since. I will not compromise myself for a check ever again. Mm. I have chills. I, I, if I was in your living room, I would be tearing up crying and holding your 
Well, I mean, it's just it's just truth. I mean, the great thing about waking up every morning is that we have another chance to get it right. You know, if we don't like who we were, what we were doing, if we didn't feel whole, um, you know, from the inside out the day before, the next morning when we wake up and our feet hit the ground, tell the devil, watch out, you know, we have another chance <laughs> to realign and just get it right. And that's the great thing about this journey of life is as long as we keep moving, we can keep growing. You don't have to stand still in the same place doing the same thing. You don't. And it's funny. That's what my husband says during his prayer every morning. Like, thank you, God, for another opportunity to get it right. I got mm-hmm. a chance to get it right today. Mm-hmm. say that every morning. I love that. Man, so many people find it difficult to reinvent themselves, you know, to be able to come out. You know, people could try to hold you in that box. Like, well, who are you to have this whole wholesome appearance? We remember what you used to say. So what do you say to people who try to hold you to, like, 2003 Egypt? You know, I don't have to say anything. I just, I don't owe anyone excuses. You know what I mean? I don't owe anyone an explanation of how I choose to live my life and evolve as a person. And neither do you. Neither do any of us. Come on. And sometimes that can be our family and friends. Sometimes it can be your spouse and your very best friend who just want you to exist in the box that serves them or what they believe you to be and the role they need you to fill in their lives. But that's not, that is not the, the plan that God designed for your life. He wants us to live abundantly. We are all here for an individual purpose. And once you listen, I'm serious, I'm talking about shut down, turn off the noise, the social media, the television sometimes, turn off the people in your life, in your ear, and really listen, you will know what you're supposed to do. And that's the only voice you need to follow. You don't need to listen to everybody else. And, you know, because people will, they'll use you and abuse you. You know, I had a um, I, I had someone who was very important to me for three decades of my life, three decades of my life, who two years ago, I had to love them from afar. And what I mean by that is I don't stop loving you because if I love you, I love you, right? I don't stop loving you, but being around you on a daily, talking to you on a daily, you are draining me and you're forcing me to in, into your box to be something that you want and need me to be. And I can't spread my wings and fly. By the way, my spirit animal is an eagle, so I have to be able to, <laughs> I have to be able to spread my wings and fly. And if I can't do that in in any relationship or circumstance in my life, then I know that I got to go to grow. And so what that means sometimes for people who do that to us, who clip our wings, is that we have to say, I love you. I bless you. I wish you no harm. I don't wish anything to come upon you, but I need to distance myself from you. And sometimes that's for years. Sometimes that's for a lifetime. But I had to do that myself. And boy, I didn't realize the weight I was carrying, the luggage I was carrying from someone else's problems until I did that. Yeah. One of the things that we talk about at Redefining Wealth is what we call the space pillar. And it's about setting up your life to support you. And it's about recognizing the energy of your space, but that's your physical space and your mental space. And I really believe, um, Egypt, that when we have our space in order, we really start to look at who we allow into that space. Like, everybody just cannot come in, drop off whatever their problems are, bring their baggage, bring their bad attitude, bring their negativity, and just mm. dwell in my space. I'm very mm-hmm. sure my home is my sacred space. 
My car is a sacred space. Any room where I dwell or any space that I occupy should be sacred, and it should be full of good energy and good vibes and positivity. And so I love that, you know, unfortunately, like you said, we have to love some people from a distance. I wish you no ill will. I wish you no harm, no nothing. But you can't keep bringing that here because I'm responsible for protecting my peace and my energy, right? Oh, I love that you said that. Yes, yes. <laughs> we we are. We're responsible for our own sanctity. I don't believe in settling in relationships, in how you treat yourself, in what you eat, in how you mm-hmm. live. You know, I used to go around a lot and, and say, oh, I'm a bargainista. You know, I always look for deals. I, you know, I look around in my, in my house at one point. This was years ago. I looked around and I was surrounded by things materially mm-hmm. that were either given to me, passed down, or I had gotten on some sale or some clearance rack. But I didn't love any of it. <laughs> I didn't love any, any of what was in my immediate surrounding. So what I realized is, wow, Egypt, you've been settling for whatever you could get on sale. I was settling for items. I was settling for relationships. I was on sale, and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> and, and, you know, that, you know that, that permeates throughout everything in your life. I was living a life on a clearance rack, okay? Ooh. So now I, I change that narrative. Once we realize and we recognize it's up to us, like you said, we are responsible for our own peace. Now, if I do not love it, I do not buy it. If I love it, no matter the cost, I claim it. And what that means Uh-oh. is even if, even if I can't afford it at that time, I tell the universe it's mine and I will get it. So we can do this in so many ways in our life. And that's in, you know, specifically I speak to relationships because a lot of us find ourselves settling for whomever comes into our life and makes themselves available to us, whether they are toxic or not, whether they are a piece of a man or a piece of a woman begging for you to help build the rest of them and draining you. We settle for these things because we don't realize that we are living our lives on sale, that we are putting ourselves on clearance. So now knowing that and taking inventory of those relationships and those bad habits, it's up to us to take the responsibility, like you said, Patrice, and say, I am no longer going to hang myself on the sale rack. I am going to put myself behind a glass case with all the other valuables so that when someone walks into my Mm. store, they know that there is a way that I will be treated and respected. You preaching today, Miss Egypt. (laughs) (laughs) You are hysterical. Let me tell you, this is why it was so difficult for us to get on this freaking interview. You guys have no idea how many platforms and how the internet wasn't working and we don't know what tools that I use every day, things that I use all the time. But that's how I know when someone is going to be a blessing to this audience. Like that is exactly how I know because no, there's no fight <laughs> with some stuff when people are not like really ready to be raw and real and really give it to you the way the spirit leads. But when the honey, woo. They mad Egypt woke up today. Okay. You are funny, Patrice. No, I am am pumped because I know my audience and I know how much we need this. And I know how much, especially as an audience of predominantly women, how much we settle. Like that, that is so true. How much we settle for things that do not serve us, things that the Lord did not put us here for. And we just accept the bare minimum. And that's why I'm so passionate about redefining wealth. 
no, I like to your point, no, I'm not a bargainista. No, I'm not going to spend 10 hours on Sundays cutting coupons when God gave me gifts that I can use to make more money. And, really and he wants us to live abundantly. Yes. Yeah, I believe in abundance. I believe in an abundant universe. I believe that if, if God is on my side, like, who can be against me? All things are available to me. The possibilities are endless, and it's so sad, especially in communities of color, that we are taught to accept less. We are, are taught, and, and it transfers to every area of your life. It's not that, not that it's just about, oh, I like to get a good deal. You like to be a good deal for, <laughs> for other people. Yeah, like you're discounting yeah. yourself in the process. I was just sharing with someone on Instagram the other night that I sleep in nice pajamas. I don't go to bed in tattered clothing. I don't work out in tattered clothing. I don't clean my house in tattered clothing when I do clean. <laughs> like, I don't, because I believe that I should always be operating in excellence. It's not saved for a special occasion. It's no. not saved if somebody else is here. So I want to impress myself when I go to bed. Whether my husband and it's your divine right. It is your divine right to do so. You know, we, we tell the universe what we want for our lives by what we choose to accept on every level. And so you're absolutely right to do that. If you walk around in tattered clothing, then you're subconsciously telling the universe that that's all you need and that's all you ever want. And guess what? That's all you'll ever get. Mm. And I really believe it, it goes into how we feel about ourselves, right? It's also a reflection of our worth. Like, this is what I'm worth. These holes in my shirt, these socks with these holes with my toe hanging out, <laughs> like, this is what I'm worth. But then that transfers into the conversations that you even have to have with other people about how to pay you, about mm. how to, about how to yes, acknowledge value of your worth. You just said something that really, it really touched on, for me, uh, a huge chapter in my life when you said it's about our worth and what we believe we are worth. So my sister and I, we grew up uh, with a single mother, my mom, because my biological father was abusive and he was a drug addict. So my mother literally, when we were young, I remember I was about five and my sister was four, she picked us up in the middle of the night and ran, you know, left him. I remember this. And when he did get off drugs and when he did try to be a part of our lives, it was, it was when it was convenient for him. I remember sitting in windows because he was supposed to pick us up on a certain day and he just wouldn't show, you know, or the next weekend, okay, I'm going to make it up to him. I'm coming the next weekend. And he wouldn't show. But instead of holding him responsible because we were so young, we would get hurt so that when he did show, it was, oh, my God, we were happy. We felt happy to get any little piece of him that he was willing to give us girls at that time. That's not the way it's supposed to be. But it did shape for me early on in my life to where I was, when I was younger, willing to accept any little piece of a man that he was willing to give because I thought that that was all that I was worth because that was what I was taught from my own biological father from early on is I will see you when I see you. I will give you the love that I think you deserve. I will give you, you know, materially anything that I feel like I I want to spare. And so what that does is it shapes us. So we have to be careful with our children, too, what and who we allow in their lives. And if, they're, if people aren't willing to be a whole part of their life, then they don't need to be any 
part of their life. It's an investment, and we're teaching them these things. And so it was not until my adulthood, Patrice, that I realized my true worth, that I realized that God put me here to live abundantly as he does us all, and that he wants the very best for us in all aspects of our life. And I had to really literally do – are you ready for this? I did a um, – I did a burial, a burial of my feelings for my father, where I put everything symbolically, and I wrote down letters and pictures, everything that ever hurt me and shaped that mentality in me about men. I put it in a box, and I did this when I was 32 years old, put it in a box and buried it and decided I was going to start new, and I was going to rewrite this this chapter of my life when it came to men. And then after I did that, I started to visualize what type of man I wanted in my life, how he would treat mm. me, how he would look, that he would worship God. God and he would know God. And, and I put this on my vision board. I didn't know his face, but I knew everything else about him. And when I was, that was when I was 32. When I was 33, I met him. And when, I was, 30, when I was 35, I married him. Oh. That's deep, Egypt. I have some things I need to bury. I have some things I need to bury. You just, oh my gosh. So I'm going to be sending you a random text. <laughs> with, my, with my burial ceremony, I'm serious. I'm so serious. That is amazing. Wow. You know, and it's not, it's not men for all people. It's not women. You know, maybe it's, it's an addiction to something, you know, but yeah. just because that's, that's what had you in a hold and had you in a bind and was holding you back from your greatness at one point in your life doesn't mean that it always has to have that stronghold on you. You know, that's not all of it's the devil. Let's just be clear. It's the devil. Yeah. You know, just like God knows our heart's desires, he listens in on our prayers as well. You know, he knows your weaknesses as well. And the way to combat that is to recognize it and win anyway. <laughs> Be win successful anyway. anyway. Yes. Woo. Egypt. Oh, I love you even more. We're not okay. I I have to keep going. I haven't even gotten to faith. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm talking too much. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you are not. You are blessing and healing at the same time. And I just know in advance what a blessing this is. Oh my gosh. Um, so, Egypt, you have an opportunity, and it's funny, you're so in tune, right, with just energy and the importance of space, which obviously lends to all that you do in real estate and with HGTV's property virgins and flipping virgins and now urban oasis. Girl, yeah. you're working. You're doing your thing. So what are your thoughts, or how should I ask? It's really like you get to go into so many different spaces, Right. How do you even cover yourself? Because everyone's energy is not the same. Just because someone gets casted or selected for one of these yeah. shows or one of these opportunities, like how do you manage that going into all these different spaces and the energy that comes with it? Well, I stay prayed up, number one, and I pray for discernment and clarity uh, more than anything. I love people, and that doesn't, loving people doesn't mean that you love only people who love you back. It means if you love people, you love them through their pain, you love them past their pain, and sometimes past their ignorance. And I believe that we are all more alike then we care to believe. We all want to be appreciated, loved. We all want to be at peace. We want to be fulfilled. And much of what we consume feeds our lower-level vibration of ego, 
right? And so recognizing Mm -hmm. that, recognizing that, I try to put energy into the universe that encourages everyone just to to live a little higher, to vibrate a little bit higher. And, And even if I see that you're in pain, and like I said, hurt people hurt people, I have trained myself so that my reaction is not to come back to you with more of the same. Instead, it's hard to keep it's hard to keep beating up on somebody who is not fighting you back, who's just loving you. It's hard to keep yeah. talking about someone who who's not talking about you, but every time you do something, they forgive you anyway. And it's not because because what you're doing, what someone else's actions are, it's not about us. It's about them. It is a perfect reflection of the insecurities that they feel inside or whatever they're going through inside. And instead of dealing with it, they push it out and they push it out onto other people. But if someone can hug you through it, love you through it, talk you through it, laugh you through it, then, then the, the dynamic changes. Instead of being caught up in a cycle, change the dynamic by recognizing it. Mm, that's so good. How often do you see people in, and I know you're usually helping people um, search for their homes and stuff, but even when you guys go check out, like, where someone is now, Mm -hmm. you know, before their their apartments or whatever, how often do you run into people who are dealing with a lot of clutter? Like, do you Uh, you ever have to, like, counsel people, like, hey, you're going to have to get this together uh, before... Well, I think I think you can tell where people are in their lives by how their house looks on the inside because you can have someone who walks out in their their cute little red bottom, you know, great designer pocketbook, hair done, makeup done, but when they go home, they're living like they're you know, like they're living in a in a slum. They don't care about really. They don't care about how they live. I'm talking about dishes piled up to the ceiling in their sink and dirty clothes from the time you enter the door. And then they they still let you in the house because they don't right. see anything. They, they don't they don't see anything wrong with it at all because they've been living with it for so long. That's the norm. That's the baggage. That's that stuff that they're carrying with them. And why nothing that they touch turns to gold because because Mm -hmm. they have to deal with the issues in their lap first. And I see it all the time. There was one, um, I was selling a house in Noonan, Noonan, Georgia, and um, I went to her home to see, and this this is a woman who um, was a single mother. I went to her home, and she had kids' toys and clothes just kind of everywhere. Now, usually that, you know, I'm saying, oh, she's probably just exhausted. You know, this is a mom who's working like crazy. She just needs a little extra help. And the more I talked to her, the more I found out that her son did not live with her. He lived with his father. They were divorced for a year and a half, and her daughter was no longer living. She died in a car accident, and the mother was driving the car. And so these things all over the place in her house had been there for literally like three years because her daughter died three years before, which is why she and her husband divorced because she just still couldn't deal with it and handle it. And so the son was awarded to the husband because mom wasn't stable. So as I'm walking yeah. in her house and I was passing judgment on, oh, she's just tired. She needs some help. Let me get a cleaning lady over here. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I found out that this was all everything, everything was emotional for her, and she couldn't get to pick it up. She just couldn't allow herself to put her daughter's clothes and toys away. She couldn't Mm. pick up her son's items off the floor. She couldn't pack those books away to prepare her house to sell it because packing it away meant dealing with it, putting her daughter's 
clothes and stuff into the garage meant that she was, to her, it meant that she was betraying her dead daughter. And so when you start coming into those type of environments and seeing that dynamic, um, you know, it just allow, I think it allows me innately to recognize the physical manifestation of hurt sometimes and how people live in it. That's exactly what we say at Redefining Wealth. I'm always talking about the fact that clutter is a physical manifestation of some type of chaos going on in your mind, like something that's not settled, some type of pain, trauma, hurt, something you just don't want to deal with for many people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us watch shows like Hoarders, and we pass a lot of judgment and we sit there, you know, in disbelief, like what is wrong with these people? But there's always a backstory. It there's starts somewhere. Yeah. There is some hurt. When you somewhere. get to the root of it. Yeah, and I, but I tell my clients even too, and people who take my courses, I'm like, don't sit at home and judge the folks on hoarders and think that all these little piles that you have in the closet and under the bed and these junk drawers and all this stuff, just because you can hide some things, because a lot of us are hiding what we're dealing with. And it looks, like you said, very pretty on the outside. Might be a beautiful home, beautiful facade. We come in, we can't see it. But you open those closets and you know what's going on. You know what's going on in the garage. On the flip side of that, um, Patrice, on the flip side, sometimes someone can be so OCD where everything has to be perfect and everything has to be clean because they, for them, it puts on the appearance that everything is okay when it's really not. Oh, that's a good point, Egypt. That is a really great point. I've never thought of that it from that uh, standpoint. Mm, do you run into that much too? Have you seen that in person? Yeah, yeah, I, I have run into it. I don't necessarily recognize it at first because you don't know if that's them or if that's a cleaning lady sometimes. But <laughs> I, I, like I said, I love people, so I observe. I'm very observant. Um, usually when people meet me, I'm very quiet because I'm taking it in. For that first time, I'm trying to figure out who am I meeting? Who am I really meeting? Now, who, who is this representative they want me to meet? Um, you know, what type of person are they? What's their aura? What kind of energy? What do they say? Because what people say is very telling, what they choose to highlight. Like if you're around someone a lot and everything that comes out of their mouth is negative, they chose to speak the negative instead of positive. And, you know, am I around someone who speaks life, who finds that the glass is always half full, or someone who finds that the glass is always half empty? And I like to, to find that out and really evaluate the person, especially in business, because that helps you determine how to deal with them as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, Egypt, I could talk to you all day. I feel like <laughs> now I'm really going to feel like you're really my BFF in my head. Well, this series was really all about results, not resolutions. And you're always posting just great ideas for beautiful spaces. And um, I love when you do, like, the interior design posts, especially, like, I've been saving things. You are one of the people who made me excited, actually, that Instagram went to having sections. Or you know how you can save things to a little folder back there? Yes. I don't know if you click yes. Instagram on but you were one of the people who made me excited. I was like, ooh, I could go save all these rooms that he just posted <laughs> <laughs> I love beautiful spaces. That is funny. So I want for people who struggle with clutter or struggle with organization or someone who's, been, who's looking around their home right now, they're going, oh, my gosh, everything that I got 
was when I was in my bargainista phase, like Egypt said, and this is not necessarily anything that I love or doesn't represent who I am right now. What are some like practical steps people can take to really just improve their spaces? Like how can they get creative? How can they maybe reuse some of the stuff they have? I don't know. What are, what are some of your ideas on how they can really get some results and improve their space this year? Well, I think it depends on where you are in your life, number one, and really what you have at your fingertips. Because if you want to be drastic, considering we are going to go into the new year, and if you want a brand new start, I would say go room to room, pack it all up, and then only put things back that you need or love in each room, and that's a fresh start. It's going to change not only the energy of your house, but it's going to change the vibration of your life by doing that. Think about this. We are visual people, and so what we see and how that incorporates into our life, honestly, just like energy is transferable, that visualization helps drive you forward or hold you back. So if you're surrounded by things that you don't need, you've not used in two years, you forgot it's even in your house, if someone put it in a box and gave it to you again for Christmas, you wouldn't even recognize that it came from your house, then, then you don't need it. Get rid of it because that's carrying energy as well, right? Yeah. That's if you want to be drastic. Now, if you're someone who says, I just need a change, I want to declutter, what I, I'll tell you is what I tell all of my home sellers <laughs> when we get ready to list their house on the market. I say take two-thirds of everything on your bookshelves, everything in your drawers, everything in the room, two-thirds, and put it in a box, put it in storage or in your garage because we do not need more than half of the stuff we surround ourselves with. Simplicity, Mm -hmm. to me, simplicity helps drive success. The more simple our lives are, the more simple processes of getting from A to Z are, uh, the more successful we can be. But when, when everything is just blocking your mind, it's like, it's like think of a sink and water's in it and there's a plug at the bottom. It's blocking your, the water's ability to flow down and to flow through. So take that plug out, which is really junk and stuff that we don't need, and let it flow. Let the energy flow. I love that. You know, simplicity is my word for 2018. It's my husband. Mm. It's our word for 2018, and we are even downsizing. Because wow, we realized good. after losing everything, because our whole thing was we had a 6,000-square-foot home back in the day, foreclosed mm-hmm. in the recession, ended up living in a 600-square-foot box, Egypt, in random Metairie, Louisiana. And we went from this seven-figure business to scraping up change in 2009 mm-hmm. and did all this stuff working, thinking that we were working our way back. You know, you have this idea like, no, it's, I'll know that I did it when I'm back, when I, I even live back not too far away from where we lived before in Southern California now. And the reality is we got here and we've done so much work on ourselves and on the pillars that I teach my community about that we're here. We've been here almost two years and we don't want, we realize we don't even want this house. Like we love Mm. it. It's a beautiful home. Right, Right. Right. But we are like, It's okay. It's okay to not want that. It's okay to want to use the money to travel the world together and keep taking our daughter on international trips and, you know, just going to do other stuff that actually matters to us, being able to give. being Experiences over material things. Yeah, the experiences. And we were like, wow, even with all the work that I do, 
when he wanted to get this house, I was with it. I'm like, yeah, absolutely love it. It's beautiful. And then, but once we've been in here now, we're like, we want to be simpler. Yeah. We we yeah. don't really need all of this. I don't need and that's, the heat and cool. The other five Patrice, y'all nailed it. <laughs> y'all nailed it because a lot of us, we work ourselves into a trap and don't even realize it, meaning the, the more money we make, the higher prestige we get in our careers or in business, the more material stuff we then want to attain, and then the more material stuff we want to attain, the harder we have to work to maintain it, and then the harder we work to maintain it, the more we have to attain, and then yeah. the more we attain, the harder we work to maintain it, and then the next thing you know, you're at this place where maybe you do have a big house or some big car, you got some big bills, and you can't stop or slow down to hear to hear your calling or to, to realign with spirit because you can't. You don't have time. You got to keep grinding to maintain it. It's a trap. Exactly. And so it's it sounds trap. like you and your husband, you know, have figured that out, that, listen, if you want the big house, you can have the big house, but what's more important? What's the real priority? And I say, you know, I recognize this in 2016, but it's still going to be my motto going throughout 2018 which is experiences over things, people yeah. over materials. Yeah, I love it. I'm so excited. So that's why I need you to keep posting pictures, though, because I'll be Oh, you're accurate. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually... This week, this week, I went silent on social media because I wanted my daughter to have all of me. You know, I'm usually yeah. working so much, and, you know, she's home from school for the holiday, and I wanted her to see my face, <laughs> to, yeah. to actually, and not the you know, be able to spend some time, yeah. I love that, and I've been doing social media breaks, too. Latham Thomas, Mama Glow, I interviewed her, and we talked about just uh, digital detoxing. And reading her book on your glow, just and I I do it every other weekend. I just take all of the apps off my phone, and from mm. Friday afternoon through Monday morning, I have no connection to social media. And guess what? I never miss a, a goddamn thing. Nothing, nothing <laughs> is worth it. And I enjoy. It's my always family. there. It's yeah. always there, and I enjoy my family so much. So kudos to you. Well, before we get out of here, I usually do some little redefining wealth. We call them just rapid wisdom questions. And I'm going to ask you a few things and just tell us the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, sure. All right. The first one is how do you define success? Wow. I define success with a five-letter word, peace. When you can go to sleep at night with no regrets and wake up with no doubts. Oh, that's good. There's a lot of tweetables in this episode, you guys. You better be writing <laughs> down. Okay. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Three words. Uh, love, fulfillment, and balance. That's good. Notice none of them had anything to do with money. Hello. Hello. You know what we do here. <laughs> money. I love it. And fulfillment is one of the big things for us because I really believe people mismanage money not because mm -hmm. of anything but lack of fulfillment. Financial mismanagement is so connected to lack of fulfillment, so I love you said that. Okay, what's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? Oh, goodness, just one book? Well, I'll say anything from, from May He Rest in Peace, Dr. Wayne Dyer, and from Joyce Meyer. I can't say just one book because there are so many. <laughs> Yeah. No, I love both of them, though. That's good. And then we're going to fill in the blank here. My name is blank. And for me, the truth about wealth is. And then okay. That is for you. My name is Egypt Sherrod. And for me, 
The truth about wealth is that it has nothing to do with money itself, but everything to do with the freedom to live our very best lives. Woo! Yes! <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Egypt. Oh, absolutely. This was a great, it didn't even feel like an interview, Patrice. I can't say interview. It's just a great <laughs> conversation, a really great one to have. I do so many interviews, and, you know, really, it's usually, it's the basic stuff, you know. It's about mm-hmm. your book. It's about your TV show. But this is what really matters. I think these type of conversations help change lives. And so I really appreciate, you know, you inviting me to be on your show. You're doing a really good thing, and you're definitely in mm-hmm. line with spirit. So thank you so much. And Continue to glow and grow, girl. Ah, thank you, Egypt. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here. And I, I said this, I don't know how many times throughout, but I know that so many people will be blessed because of your authenticity and just your spirit and your energy and how you show up. Just thank you for being you, girl. Oh, thank you, Mama. You have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Okay, call me if you need anything. You got my number now, okay? Okay. Thanks, Egypt. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See, I told you I don't lie. I don't lie. Egypt did not disappoint. I have listened to this over and over again since the day we did the interview and I got a different nugget every time. You know, money will not feed your soul. You don't want to be in a cycle just to maintain stuff. And what did you guys think about what she said about ways that we can clean up, like packing up the room and only put back what you love? That's what I'm in the process of right now. I really want you to head over to patricewashington.com backslash listen. Oh, I keep forgetting. I got fancy. It's actually, no, it's redefiningwealthpodcast.com <laughs> and find this episode. And I want to know two things. If you took a look around your space right now, what does it really say about you? Does it really represent where you see yourself? Like what you see for yourself? You know, I've thought about at times with my office, you can listen to, are you in a money-making space? And I said to myself at different points, is this the space of someone who wants to be a nationally recognized best-selling author? And several years ago, no, it wasn't. And that means I had to clean it up. I had to clear it of clutter. I had to get it together. So if you are in that place where you know where Egypt really stepped on your toes and you know you have to make some changes, I want to know from you, what are you going to implement based on what she talked about? And then I want to ask you to go and listen to, are you in a money-making space? I'll make sure that we link to it in the show notes because it all comes together. It all comes together. And I so believe her simplicity helps drive success. Clearing out that clutter helps drive success. So I hope it was another great episode for you. Please make sure that you give us a review. The ratings are great. And I thank you for so many five-star ratings. But I love reading your feedback too. I love stumbling across your comments on iHeart or even on Spreaker or Podbean. I've seen some stuff. It keeps me going. It keeps me pumped up. And I have to say this really quickly before I close. One of my favorite quotes is, no good deed shall go unpunished, right? And if you're anything like me, just trying to live your best life out here and be a blessing to others, 
It doesn't mean that that doesn't come with hate. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't come with trolls and people who are just trying to get you off path, like trying to distract you, right? And so a lot of people out there will say, you just have to ignore the haters. You have to ignore them. But you guys, we're all human. And the reality is for all the good work you try to put out there, it does make you feel some kind of way when people say things that you know aren't true and that just aren't nice, just completely mean-spirited. So while you can push it aside, or I'll speak for myself, while I can push it aside over and over and over again, um, there are some days when you're already in a funk or you already feel discouraged and it, it is disheartening. And the thing that combats that is those of you who are willing to say, you know what, keep up the good work. It's not that you need that constant validation, but let me tell you, on a day where you've been attacked, it helps. So you never know, not just for me, but any of the podcasters that you love out there, anyone whose content is really helping you make progress in your own life, don't be selfish. Don't just keep consuming the content and then going on about your day like it's nothing. Share with other people. Don't keep us a, your best kept secret. Don't make us your best kept secret. And don't not tell us because sometimes the encourager needs encouraging. And so I want you to go to Egypt on Instagram and let her know that you heard this episode and tell her how it blessed you. And I would love for you to leave a review and just let us know, let other people know that this is a show that's actually helping you be better and do better and have better in the area of your finances, but really your life overall. Can you do that for me? I would so appreciate it. So let me, you know, stop preaching. <laughs> but I truly would. I truly would appreciate it for all the guests, any guests who have been on Redefining Wealth, Devon Franklin, Sherry Riley, Latham Thomas, Brandy Harvey, Paul Brunson, Dr. Brad Klontz, anybody. And if I left anyone out, I'm sorry, but go and let them know that their work matters and that they have contributed something to your life. Can you do that for me? I sure would appreciate it. All right. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.